Welcome to Memocracy. If you've ever wanted to understand the power of memes on society, culture, and politics, you've come to the right place. I'm Carla, and I'm joined by my co-host, Abby. Have you ever heard someone referred to as a Karen and thought, who is Karen? Her name isn't Karen. What does this term mean? Where did it come from? Well, look no further. Today, we will answer all of these questions. The term Karen refers to generally middle-aged, middle-class, white women across the political spectrum who don't know how to mind their business. They basically use their privilege to threaten strangers and get what they want. But there are two sides of a spectrum on this issue. Some people argue that this term is too memeable and soft and makes Karen seem like a harmless nuisance, when in reality, their actions can have dire consequences for whoever they come across. And on the other hand, the opposite side of the spectrum argues that the term Karen is a generalization and ultimately a misogynistic slur. I think a lot of Karens, what makes them so frustrating, what makes this meme so sticky, why it keeps staying around, is it's this idea of women who think they're doing the right thing but really they're reinforcing racial and social privilege. That was Professor Anna Daly of Mount Holyoke College. She specializes in identity politics with a focus on gender, race, and disability. So much of what characterizes feminist political thought is this debate around what is feminism. So when we see something like a Karen and we say this is feminist or this isn't feminist, we then spend years (laughs) with each other in a room, um, physically, virtually, otherwise, trying to figure out like what makes this feminist what makes this anti-feminist what is it doing for women what is it doing to hurt women but also which women and in what way and in which cases not exactly known when the term Karen was born. However, the NPR podcast Code Switch recently released an episode on Karens. They talk about the history of the term and how it has been used as a tool of coded language, which we get into later with Professor Daly. The origins of Karen go way back to the antebellum period in American history, around 1815 to 1861. In the antebellum period, people didn't go around saying Karen, though. Instead, white women who were cognizant of and misused their privilege were referred to as Miss Anne. You go on the rants of Trader Joe's, sit on the ground at the Costco, sit wearing masks, is the devil's law. Every single one of you that are obeying the devil's laws are going to be arrested. You wreck displays at Target stores, you throw good cold cuts on the floor, and please stop talking about your drawers, Karen. I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't wear underwear. Things gotta breathe. First time I heard Karen was like the PTA memes that people would always say. Like, first there was like, may I speak to your manager? Yeah, yeah. And then it was like, okay, let me just go fight Karen at the PTA meeting with Sharon and Pam, you know? Yeah, I always thought of that. I mean, obviously, like, I'm a white woman, so I was always kind of cognizant of it. I was, like, aware, you mm. know, like, who's who in my family is a Karen, who in my life is a Karen. But I <laughs> always associate it with that. <laughs> I come from a long line of Karens. 
I always associate it with that with that haircut that the um the woman in John and Kate plus eight had Kate <laughs> her haircut. Sure. It was it was that asymmetrical bob, you know. Asymmetrical bob highlights some bleached highlights, a shaved little little back little back area, a little undercut. Uh, chef's kiss. Yes, yes, peak. Yeah, it's mostly just it's mostly just making fun of the haircuts, which but I think yeah. Karen is more than yeah. a haircut. She's more than just. It is a haircut. She's well, more... no, it's more than a haircut. Yeah, here's one. It's like written on a on a wall. At like at the bathroom, I waited forty five minutes and no employee came to wash my hands because it says employees must wash hands. <laughs> Do you get it? Yes, I get it. Entitlement. There we go. Um, <laughs> I just found one that was like it's like the angry emoji, but it has that haircut that we just oh described. Oh my god! Hello, nine one one. Hello, nine one one. I'd like to report. A I'd like to report a crime. My local Walmart. My local Walmart is forcing me These videos also revealed the racist intentions and motivations that back their outbursts and tantrums. A moment that particularly stands out in recent memory is the case of Amy Cooper, also known as Central Park Karen. As a warning, the audio you're about to hear may be distressing. Please don't come close to me. Please don't come close to me. Please, please call the cops. Please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Many would argue that by memeing these white women, we are turning their behavior into a joke. In many circumstances, they threaten to use their privilege to call on higher authority or the police. And as we have seen time and time again, a white woman calling the police on black, indigenous, and people of color can result in dire consequences. The defensive argument is that Karen is misogynistic and seeks to group white women under an umbrella term that labels them as problematic and a nuisance. We asked Professor Daly about her thoughts on either argument. So for the first argument that by me being white women and just calling them all a Karen trivializes behavior, right? I, I kind of agree with this argument in part. Right, part of the problem or part of what's um, really strange about the Karen meme is that we've used it in all these different ways. And so sometimes it just becomes a way to say, I'm just not listening to this white lady. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's just a Karen, right? It's just a way to dismiss somebody. But on the other hand, right, as you noted, a Karen has also been used at different times in history with really clear purposes. It's a coded way to talk about someone who is entitled, who is easily offended, who doesn't have a good sense of their own social privilege or position, and they're willing to wield their power in their favor, but they're not so willing to wield their power as a way to reflect on themselves as their own behavior. So you now that's, that's where I find the Karen to be really interesting. And this kind of relates to the second argument you're bringing up too, which is that sometimes Karen becomes a generalized misogynistic slur, and that, that totally happens. Some women who claim themselves to be feminists, um, like J.K. Rowling, um, who's a radical feminist, who, who would say something like a Karen could be really misogynistic. But it's also feminists who are saying that using a Karen in the right way is a way of designating a woman who 
isn't feminist and certainly isn't an anti-racist feminist. She's a feminist who needs to check herself before she goes back out in the world to do the feminist work she thinks she's doing, because right now she's bad at it. <laughs> Karens leverage their privilege to police people of color in public spaces. Professor Daly gave us insight into how the position of white women in history has been extremely protected and coddled compared to women of color. We have a country, we have a world that's built on the idea that white women are, are fragile, they're virginal, they need to be protected by police forces, they need to be protected by men, they need to be protected by patriarchal institutions, not just from other men, but non-white men in particular. And what we've often seen in the United States is actually, a, is, is oftentimes a, a degendering of non-white women, especially black women. Um, we, we, they, be, they become threatening in a way that a white woman doesn't to our society as a whole because we don't think of them, right, historically, not saying anything about us in this conversation, right, but historically we haven't treated them with the same level of dignity and of humanness that we have white women, right? We don't have the same expectations on who they're supposed to be. So I, I think that, that race is a big feature of what makes a Karen. And so a non-white woman could certainly adopt some of the characteristics of a Karen, but the Karen itself if we're going to use it, I think, in its most important sense, we have to think about it as the way a particular woman with particular privileges of appearance, class, of um, having the right manners, right, those respectability politics, all of those things feed into creating right this very narrow kind of person who's actually more common than a lot of white women like myself want to admit sometimes. So basically, Karen is designed especially for white women. The stereotypes attached to the term borrow from tropes of the gender binary. The Karen is definitely a woman who is trying to protect what's hers. And she feels like she's supposed to protect what's hers because that's what's been given to her. So Karens often cite feeling oppressed by men in patriarchal societies. They do not generally express um, outrage, except in a really abstract sense for racial injustice or class injustice um, or anything beyond their own immediate experience, right? The typical Karen is a white, middle-aged, middle-class woman. Um, and this is definitely playing on the idea that you have the man's realm, which is the outside world, the world of work, the world of public life, and then you have the woman's world, where you're in the home, where you're in the neighborhood, where you're in the schools, where you're in the grocery store. And so those are the areas that they police. Right? Rather than fighting for space in the man's world, they're fighting to police the spaces that have been given to them. Right? So part of what a lot of feminist critics of a Karen would say is, you're fighting about the wrong things. You're using your power in the wrong way. And actually in being a Karen, you're reinforcing some of these gendered stereotypes. Karen is a term that is wrapped up in complicated identity politics. It's a meme, and like all memes, it can be misused. However, it can also be utilized in a positive way to call out privilege and move towards progress. The Karen is a tool. The Karen meme is a way of describing a really particular kind of person who's using their power, who's using their entitlement and their feelings of being oppressed to wield their power against others and police shared spaces. But 
a Karen is also a useful way for designating someone who has those kinds of behaviors, right? It's, it's, it's descriptive. It is powerful for saying, hey, that woman's a Karen. You maybe don't want to go over there and talk to her. You don't want to hang out with her. You don't want to trust her. So I would say avoid the Karen as an insult, but hold on to the Karen as making a really important point about how someone has really messed up and needs to rethink what they're doing. That's all for today's episode of Memocracy. Be sure to continue donating to organizations that support the movement for Black lives, such as the Okra Project, the Loveland Foundation, or your local Black Lives Matter chapters. And thank you so much to Professor Anna Daly for joining us today. For regular updates, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at meme underscore Thank you so much for joining us and be sure to tune in again in two weeks for more. Audio clips were sampled from The Late Show with Stephen Colbert and Eric D'Alessandro.